Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. My friends. What is up? And a good Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the temperature before it goes down. Uh, this is going to be weird. So today is summer in or today's spring in Kansas City. Yeah, definitely it's, it's spring. Not, it's not summer. I was yeah. just, I just stepped outside for a brief minute just to get a little sun on my face. Um, today is spring. Tomorrow is winter again. Dan, what's the high tomorrow? Zero zero. No, I think <laughs> it's like it's zero zero thirty like something. Let's then, see. We slept we, we slept outside last night. By 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, it will be 19 degrees. That is drip your faucet weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big God. change is going to come around 6 p.m. this evening. This evening? Just yeah. as we're leaving work? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be around 70, then it's going to be around 60, and then 50, and then we've got some rain tonight, okay. maybe some snow, and then into the 30s. I don't mind the rain. By, by the way, has anybody noticed it is February 27th? Yeah. Look behind you. What do you see on that maple tree? Um, little budding buddy mm-hmm. buddies. I have never seen trees bud this early. Oh, between the allergies and the barometric pressure with this dramatic weather change we've got going on right now, mm-hmm. I was bedridden last night. My dude, head hurt so bad. Dude, I have plants coming, my, my, like in my landscaping, I have plants already coming up. Your bulbs are protruding. My bulbs are protruding. Wasn't the only thing Samuel. protruding yesterday. How's your wrist? Whoa. It's fine. It's fine. Is it gone, gone? It's I've not had gone. more people ask me about Dan's and your decision to whack your ganglion cyst with a very large dictionary of American baseball. It's everywhere I go. How's Scott's wrist doing? <laughs> it's the most talked about wrist since Jacques Vaughn at KU in 1993. Uh, it is not, com- you'll see I have two little bumps here. Right. This is my wrist bone. It's a little bump. This is the ganglion cyst. But it's What's a left of it. it. That's right. It's a lot smaller than it was yesterday, and it's it's squishy. Okay. You want to feel? No, it? I don't. Here, I no, want you to feel I'm it. not feeling your ganglion cyst. I want you to touch it. Gross. So essentially, ow, gross. There was buildup. Very spongy. Gross. Is, that is so gross. It's spongish. <laughs> there was buildup in a sack in his wrist. <laughs> the smashing of the book yesterday popped said sack. It will take a while for it to completely okay, go down. That is the last that will ever be spoken. I mean, like, li- we are not going to speak of it again. It's like banned, like the Kardashian word on this program. What? It's going to come back, though. Oh, you it, think? It, oh, it always does. Yeah, because there is a sack there, and it's going to refill. Okay. Great. Yeah. You know, have you thought about maybe just having a surgeon go in and lance it? Why would I have a surgeon 
Lancet when I can have Dan just smack it with a book. <laughs> It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. It is a lot. I mean, uh, my my invoice is on the way. I know. Thank uh, you, Dan. Your services should not be for free. What? He hit my arm with a book. He got more enjoyment out of that than he's gotten out of anything in the last thirty days. We do have felt pretty good. We do have a recording of Dan saying that he did enjoy the process. So (laughs) uh, the invoice will be rejected. Thank you. Good. Good. All right, we have a lot in the sack today. Uh, Play it back, Sam. No, I really don't need to hear you getting (laughs) whacked with a book again. You're obsessed with your injury and the remedy for it. Well, first of all, it's not an injury. It never was an injury. What do you call it? It's a cyst. Ailment? It never hurt. It's definitely an ailment. Now, it it, it was ugly. It bothered me. I would look at it, and I'd be like, oh, that's gross. And you went to the bathroom, and I went out in the newsroom, and I said, Dan— and the blank hit the fan. <laughs> she made a comment about my sister. We have a large book out here. Let's take care of this right now. Okay. And Dan said, I see a bibliography of American baseball over here by your desk, Scott. Done. And I said, that's Done. 915 pages. Let's go. So it was. Uh, KU plays BYU tonight. Let's not storm the court. In fact, they asked Coach Self about this. And he said, I'm not a fan of the storming of the court. Caitlin Clark has been injured. One of the Duke players this week was injured. And Bill Self, a couple of years ago at a K-State game, uh, was pinned up against the scoring table. Probably best to start acting like we've all been there before when you win a game. Well, and I I don't think if KU beats BYU tonight that there's a chance that they're going to storm the court. I mean, that would not be a a shocker if KU beats BYU. So, there we go. All right. Three, two, no. Don't count. Just do it. All right. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Why do you always stop it right there? Because I worry that you almost said a cuss word. I, and I don't but like I the, didn't. I know. You I tried. Know, but it makes you tried. me nervous. So that's why I stopped it right there. It's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It's pretty funny. Uh, we have a right. right. Three, two, no. Don't count. Just do it. All right. Oh, oh God. It hurts just hearing it again. I will tell you this. We are clearly in an audio medium. I have watched the video, and it's on my Dana Wright KMBZ page, and I have listened to the audio of what he did to you yesterday. It's the worse when you audio yeah. is worse yeah. because you don't know when it's coming <laughs> right. the way that you see the book coming down. I put it on Facebook Live. <laughs> don't count. Just do it. Whack. <laughs> he hit me so hard. Oh, the second time was terrible. Well, and that was the, sec- that was the second one because the first one, it didn't pop. And on that second one, he hit it so hard, it popped immediately. Oh, I could pop. I could feel it. I was like, oh, God. Uh, St. Joseph's School District will not be joining the roughly 170 Missouri school districts that are moving to a four-day school week. 170 wow. Missouri school districts are now moving to a four-day school week. Uh, the school board in St. Joseph voting four to three last night to reject a plan to move to the shortened week. The board made its decision after about 90 minutes of public comments and roughly two dozen speakers. Uh, KFEQ in St. Joseph reporting, there was passionate discussion on the topic. Some parents told the board that the plan would be too disruptive uh, to their family schedules, but teachers urged the board to adopt it, stating it would help attract quality teachers to the district. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised because it's gone so well in independence 
that other districts haven't jumped on it. Has independence already started theirs? Oh, yeah. They this started past it year. this past year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we've heard no complaints, right? I, I don't think from anybody. I, in fact, I think the opposite. I think they thought it would go well, and it has exceeded their expectations. Well, let me ask you a question. How quickly does this move out of the schools and into professional life? Where businesses start saying we're going to a four-day work I, I think it would have already happened. Really? Uh, we, we have talked to, was it Boulevard that did this or Rieger or, nope, it was um, Charlie Hustle. Remember? Charlie, Charlie Hustle. We talked to Charlie but, Hustle. They but, went to a four-day week. But didn't they say it was a success? So it was a huge success. So why are, why I are, don't know. Hmm. I think if they were going to do it, it would have been done by now. If businesses well, were going to jump on that train, it would have been done by now. And it's reasonable for some industries. It's reasonable for businesses of certain sizes. But if you have a small manufacturing or construction or labor-intensive business where you don't have enough staff to be rotating that schedule to cover the seven days and have them only working four days, yep. you're going to run into problems. Well, true, Sam. But if, if, if you run a construction business, you just work the guys 10 hours a day, which they're probably already doing anyway four days a week, and then they get three days off, right? If they work for the city and their job is filling potholes, you don't need somebody filling potholes on Saturday and Sunday unless it's an emergency, a really big one. And so they can just fill potholes from Monday through Thursday or Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, but then that construction owner is sacrificing three days of profit. Yeah, I just think if it was going to happen, we would have seen it by now. I mean, my God, we're, what, three years from the pandemic? Yeah, but 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 the pandemic was more working from home and less four day work weeks. The the four day work week sort of kind of came about after the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a nurse, you know, obviously you guys work four uh, tens all the time. Yeah, four tens or three twelves <clears throat> or whatever it is. Telephone number here is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. So speaking of work, this is in the stack today, and it's really fascinating. A young woman has filmed the interaction of her firing. Mm. She gets fired. She had some inkling this was coming after moving cross-country for a job, I don't know, three months prior, and she filmed it. We're going to talk about how people are fired, why they are fired in that way, and are we just in an HR sort of world where you have to read it from a script? Sam, we are here because we love you. Your job is no longer required, and we are going to end your position. Also, if there's a fire hydrant in front of your house, how do you know if it works? There is one in front of my house. Yep. One local woman says she always felt comforted knowing the fire hydrant was right outside her door until there was a fire and it didn't work. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Stick with us. You know, you almost feel like you're pulling back the curtain on somebody's personal life. And I'll be the first to admit, it's a little hard to hear uh, just listening to somebody being fired. But this woman uh, posted her firing. She recorded it, the entire thing, and posted it on social media as her supervisor or boss or whomever calls her on the phone to let her know that After only three months on the job, she moved across the country. She was no longer needed at work. And here it is. Gabrielle. Hi. Hi. 
taking time to meet with us today. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Um, as the company's priorities this year is to execute against the larger, that means our division needs to prioritize areas of business that have the most potential for growth, um, while also taking the difficult but necessary measures to reduce costs and streamline operations. We've been asked to examine our department and take a closer look at our resources to ensure we're operating as efficiently as possible. Unfortunately, this has resulted in your role being impacted, and as of today, you'll be relieved of your job responsibilities. Please know that this was a difficult decision, and we thought a lot about how our teams need to be reorganized, reimagined to best support our strategy and the business as a whole. I know this news is hard to hear and that you may have questions, but I want to thank you for your contributions to the team. Um, regarding, regarding the details of your exit. Okay. Yeah. So, do you have any questions? Um, so is this just like a company cut you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just like a little confused because why put the listing on if you don't have like the budget for the role? Because I like uprooted my life to move over here and now my job is getting eliminated after three months. Um, that, that would be a difficult thing to process. Um, these decisions are taken uh, at the time of your hiring. That was not part of the strategy, but this has been more recent. If you read in the trades today that this is happening company-wide, it's part of the company's broader strategy and not at the station level. Okay. Um, I just want to know too, like, was at the time I was there, um, I just hope my performance and skill set, you know, showed off and that I did an, you know, a good job while I was in the role. Um, is there any feedback on that? This decision isn't in any way based upon your performance. Okay. Uh, this is just part of the overall company's uh, broader strategy. Okay. She took okay. it well. She um, took it well. He's horrible. We would like to inform you that the company is moving in a different direction. Yeah, the only reason it was hard to hear was because he was so obviously reading he off a script so that has no emotion. So I've got a couple of questions about this. And I know the HRE people are going to call in and say, look, this is legal. There's a reason we have to stick sure. to a script. Millions of people across social media platforms, Scott, have watched millennials start to do this. Not just this video that went viral. There was one in January and it's the new trend. It's the new trend yeah, where especially young people, when they know the hammer's about to drop, they film it. Good. And well, that's my question. Is it good? Is it empowering? Is it transparent? Is it all of those things? Or is it going to hurt you down the road because you're the person that went viral because the HR guy said, I can understand why you would be <laughs> concerned about that. Now, there are pros and cons to this. It's gone so viral that uh, bloggers or reporters are looking into it uh, and talking to the experts. Some of the pros include evidence for legal and personal protection. Uh, obviously, there's no concern of that there since he's very obviously reading off of a script that was probably written up by the lawyers from his company. Uh, emotional closure. I don't really know that one. Uh, educational and awareness purposes. 
and the cons would be legal and privacy issues, oh. potential damage to your professional reputation, as Dana mentioned, and navigating the decision moving forward. But don't you think that a company, regardless of whether you work there for three months like she did or 28 years like I've been here. Owes you more than a script? Yeah. And if, if, if Entercom or Odyssey, whatever this company's name is, uh, was going to fire me, I would hope that they would do it in person. Have the common courtesy to tell me to my face, you're no longer wanted here. You're no longer needed. Okay. The company is moving in a different direction. I think, honestly, it's worse that she was only there three months and they fired her. Mm -hmm. Did you hear her say, I just uprooted my life and moved across the country? You didn't know these cuts were coming when you hired me? It's a Mm -hmm. fair question. It's a very fair question. And And I, quite frankly, don't believe his answer. I don't either. He said, well, you know, this wasn't part of our... By the way, the can we lose a couple of terms in corporate America? We'll start with the word team. I hate the word team. I'd like for you to meet with our team this morning and go over our strategy. There's another word that I hate in corporate America. <laughs> strategy. What is your strategy? Is your strategy to ruin my life? <laughs> To have me pick up everything I've got, move halfway across the country, so you can fire me after 90 days? You didn't know? Come on. Come on. I did find it interesting that she pressed the question, is this about my performance? And he, again, went back to the script. This decision has nothing to do with your performance. I know, right? Let's be honest. It has everything to do with her performance. Not if if the company was told you need to strike a million dollars in salaries from your budget, figure out where we're striking. Hmm. Then you just become a number in in corporate America. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. Bob in Bonner Springs. Bob, good afternoon. Hello. I'm good. How are you? Love your show. Oh, thank you. It's yours. But I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Uh, I worked for Sprint over five years after I retired from the Army. And I was there when they had the big 19,000 layoff around 2001. Mm-hmm. And that's after their corporate leadership messed up iron so much that they lost, I think, something like $2 billion. Well, I was a manager, and I had an exact script I had a read-off of. Uh and it was almost word for word, whether I was keeping you or not. If I was keeping you, it said your position has been affected, but we're offering you a new position. And if you don't take it, you won't get any uh, compensation for it when you leave. If you were leaving, they just said it's impacted your position and you will be offered all the compensation. It was word for word, but it was such that you weren't talking about manner of performance. It was just impacting your, quote, technical position. What would you do, uh, Bob, if, if the employee that you were firing, first of all, did you do it in person or over the phone? I did it in person. Okay. What, uh, what? I, and I had a great vice president where Sprint had all kinds of classes and courses to let them keep it. We tried to do it, you know, you know, humanely, and uh, but it was eyeball to eyeball, and we called every. I had to call everybody in from my group, whether they were being let go or not, 
So you didn't have any idea when you came in which way it was going. Bob, very quickly, if you could, um, what would you do if, since you were on a script if the employees started asking questions and you would have to go off script? I was not allowed to. So if they asked a question, what did you say? Uh, I said, you know, this is it. I'm a lot, not allowed to say anything else. Uh, I had someone within my group help them collect their items and humanely escort them out. There was another big division right below us. And what they did, they called people into two big conference rooms. You were either in conference room A or conference room B. And that was whether you were a vice president, a director, a manager, or just a worker. And then they read it out to everybody. Was this when William Espy was the CEO of Sprint? You got it. And not long thereafter, when they told me how I had to write my evaluation reports, I submitted my resignation with my evaluation reports as written and went to work for terrorism, anti-terrorism for the Army, which was a lot less stressful than working at Sprint. Wow. Well, thank you for adding the word anti after you said terrorism originally. Bob, thank you for the call. I think it's Esri, (laughs) Scott, FYI. It's been years since I've heard that name. What did I say? Espy. Oh, sorry, William Ezra. It's been a long time since I've heard that name. And he got a golden parachute. Oh, they all did. Oh, my word. Did that guy walk out with a gigantic payday? Which are negotiated up front with Mm -hmm. those contracts, and that is the way the world works. 913-586-7798. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. We're talking about this awkward firing that this young lady posted on social media. And it is just cringeworthy to listen to. And, And I don't know if I applaud her or borderline condemn her for posting this online. But if you listen to her, her supervisor, boss, whatever, I mean, it is just from the script cringeworthy. cringeworthy. We've been asked to examine our department and take a closer look at our resources to ensure we're operating as efficiently as possible. Unfortunately, this has resulted in your role being impacted. And as of today, we'll be relieved of your job responsibilities. I mean, 
Could you read from the script any worse? Yeah, that is 100% legal jargon. I've seen small market TV anchors read a script better. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> now, how did she know this was coming? Because she answered well, the phone call. You kind of know. There was you? no confidence when, the way she answered that When it's mass layoffs, I think you know. Well, okay. and, and Sam, you've got to keep in mind, later on in the story, or check that, later on in the recording, he says, I'm sure if you've read the trades today. Yeah. So this was already public knowledge. Gotcha. That, okay. that layoffs were coming. I mean, listen, we, we've all been in, in the corporate world long enough. You know when your company is experiencing some problems. And you know in your company if, and you know this before anybody else does, if there's word or rumors that layoffs are coming. She probably knew. Just her entry of, hello? Yeah. There was yeah. no confidence I'm, I'm there. kind of glad she filmed it because if that had been a 28-year employee, I don't know that this would pack the punches it does as someone who just moved across country and has been there 90 days. You're not even out of the honeymoon phase where you can start, like, contributing to the 401k at that point. You don't even have insurance. At three months, you are... You are so new, do not get in a car wreck. Right. Lisa in Paola. Lisa, good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Hi. First of all, I want to say we love your show. It's yours, and thank you. Yeah, I just, the minute I heard three months um, as a business owner myself, I just was like, wow, they they probably let her go because, you know, she's eligible for work um, unemployment if she is let go after the 90 days. Oh, bingo. Is that is that true? After 90 days, you're eligible? Yeah, I mean, as far as in, in the state of Kansas, yeah. Huh. If you don't have, if, you, you, if you've not properly written up an employee for being late or, you know, it sounds like she didn't have any issues. She was just let go out of the blue. Yeah, she wasn't and there long enough to have any issues. Yeah, I mean, 90 days is a red flag for, you know, business owners joke about, y'all. Make sure you uh, do your review before the 89th day because, you know, they're eligible for unemployment after 90 days. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. You, do you, your review. You, 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 you know <laughs> you what? You rounded up all the employees that have been there 86 days, and they were like, "Let's go, let's go." We got one. We got two. <laughs> How many do we have? Uh, there's a third. Oh, he's sick today. Find him. Do you, do you know what they don't say to her in this conversation? How they're going to take care of her for at least a little while? Because they're not. I don't think exactly. they are. Because exactly it's been right. ni- it's not been 90 days. Yeah. So we just moved you across the country, probably at your expense. We're firing you right now. Goodbye. Good luck. Not, we're going to give you, hey, you know, we're really sorry about this. This was unexpected. We didn't see this coming. We're so sorry. We're going to give you three months severance so that you can continue to afford the apartment you just rented. Yeah. Stay on your feet, afford groceries, and not run out this afternoon looking for another job. They never said that. I am sorry, but we are getting rid of your job. My name is Poindexter. (laughs) But I even loved Lisa's comment there saying, do your reviews before that 90-day mark. Do your reviews, meaning if you got to fire somebody, get it done. Let's go to Lane in DeSoto. Lane, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. A couple of things, Scott. I heard your tribute to your brother's uh, friend last night on the best of at the very beginning. Very classy, brother. Very, very classy. Thank, thank, Second, thank you. 
I've heard of cases where employees, I know of cases where employees were furloughed, not fired, quote unquote, but furloughed, literally as soon as they were released out of their 30, 60 day training program. So we've moved you or you've moved you, uh, we're done training you. And oh, by the way, this is your last day of training and it's your last day of employment with the company. And the last downsizing that I'm familiar with, not experiencing it, hopefully this doesn't lead to one, but it wasn't right sizing, it wasn't downsizing, it was, Scott, you're an efficiency. You're going to be efficiencyed out the door because we need that that your wait, money. You're wait. now we're looking for efficiencies. Not I don't think cost, that's a verb. People. That's not a verb I've ever heard of. Well, in, in the real world it's not, Dana, but we're not living in the real world. <laughs> efficiencyed. Now we're just making up you're, words. Lane, I'm sorry, you've been efficiencyed. <laughs> Yeah, and and if corporate relations here's our interview today, maybe I will be efficiency. I don't know. Have you ever been fired? No, I'm not either. Never. Uh, I went straight from WIBW to Channel Five, and straight from Channel Five to here. Like even when you were a kid, like working at McDonald's or something. Um. Okay. Once at a pizza place, uh, I was there maybe three weeks, and a guy came in and said, "We're gonna have to let you go." Pizza, pizza. No, it wasn't that one. It was another uh, one. I didn't have good I, luck with pizza. I worked at Little Caesars. In so Le- did I. In, in, in Leavenworth. So did I. You worked at Little Caesars I in Leavenworth? I the crazy bread. No, oh. I worked at the Little Caesars somewhere in Topeka. I don't remember where. She just drove to Leavenworth because it seemed like a fun commute. Do you know what I remember about that job? Working at Little Caesars? Yep. I'll tell you. that. You tell me and then I'll tell you uh, my one the memory. square pan pizzas. Yes. I remember we had to have a little Horrible. shaker for oh. the cheese oh. and you couldn't put extra cheese on. The cheese was where they lost their money. So the, the cheese went in the little shaker, and yep. you could only put in like a quarter of a cup of that cheese. Yep. And then number three, oh, this is so sad, but I this is the one thing I remember. There was a fellow employee there that had a severe issue, severe issue with body odor. And I mean oh. in the clothing, a mile away, severe. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt so bad for that individual, but also was like, I don't understand why, like, how does that, what's going on with why that? Why is bathing so hard? Well, yeah. I, I won't tell you where it was, but I was somewhere over the weekend. And I went to a lot of places over the weekend. I, I went to Lawrence. I went yeah. to Warrensburg. I mean, my car got a lot of miles this weekend. Right. I was at a business mm-hmm. and I was ordering something. It wasn't food. Uh, and the body odor emanating over that counter was nauseating. And I'm like, I didn't say any. Of course well, I didn't say Of course not. Of course I didn't say But anything. then, how, I mean, does the manager say something? Because I do remember our manager saying, and this is horrible, like at some point we're going to have to have a conversation about this because it's so overpowering and this is a food service industry. Yeah. And I don't know. This is why I, for a billion reasons, I could never be a manager, but to have that conversation, I would not be able to have that conversation with somebody. So so when I was a teenager, I worked at Little Caesars in Leavenworth. And at this point in my life, because from the day I was 11 years old, I knew that I wanted to be in the media. I wanted to be on the radio. I knew it from the day I was 11 years old, but I also kind of flirted with the idea. Maybe I'll get into television. I don't know. I just want to be in the media and I'm working at Little Caesars. I couldn't be 17 years old. And I'm working the counter, and in walks a very well-known Kansas City TV anchorman who did the Dream Factory stories. His name is Larry Moore. Familiar. He was the lead anchor at Channel 9. 
before Chris Katz. And Larry Moore walked into the Little Caesars in Leavenworth. I recognized him immediately. I was starstruck. I'm 16 years old, 17 years did old. Did you call him Mr. Moore? Or? I did not. Mm-hmm. I handed him his pizza, and I said, I have always enjoyed watching you on Channel 5. Mr. Anschutz. <laughs> Swing and a miss. And he said, thank you very much. Swing I work miss. at Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> Years later, I bumped into Larry Moore. He, actually, he was in the studio um, when we first started the show back in God, 2006 or whenever it was. Uh, we had Larry Moore come in one time to talk about growing tomatoes because he loves growing tomatoes. And he swore up and down that he remembered walking into that Little Caesars and some punk kid telling him that he enjoyed watching him on Channel 5. Well, I told you my Bill Grady story, right? No, what's that? Oh, I was working at QT, and uh, it was two separate occasions he came in. Of course, I recognized him immediately and his voice immediately. Told him how eager I was to get into the media field, and in, in his sultry tones would go, pick a different career, kid. <laughs> Did he really? Twice. Same line, both times. <laughs> pick a different career, yep. kid. And then I saw him here in the newsroom, and he said, you didn't listen. <laughs> Yeah, KU does play tonight. Uh, they got BYU at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, don't know the start time on that. Super excited. The kids are going. All of my seven children o'clock. are going to this game. Is it I'll 7 o'clock? There. Oh, you're going? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Are you taking the lady friend? Uh, no, I'm going with my roommate. Oh, nice. Yeah, my kids are going, and they were like, you know, Mom, where's my jersey and all this stuff? I was like, I'm not invited to this party. You can dress yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a thing called a closet. Open it. Uh, did you hear the Big Ten has announced that the women's basketball tournament is a sellout? Caitlin Clark. And they expect five-day attendance to reach 109,000 fans. Now, let me ask you this. Wow. Is Because obviously Caitlin Clark is a superstar. If you buy tickets to the Iowa game, <laughs> do you have to buy tickets to all the other games? I don't know how that works. Is that how they're making it a sellout? I don't know how that works. Because I'm going to be I am a I'm a big Nebraska fan as everybody knows. It's only 5 hours away. Here's the where, deal. Where is it? It's in Minneapolis, which is only 5 hours away. No, it's not. It's 8 hours away. So, it says this is an ideal site for the Big 10 to capitalize on the presence of superstar Clark, who as we all know set the NCAA women's career scoring record last week. Um I think part of the reason is because of its proximity, and part of the reason is she is such a superstar. People are people were. Did you see the line? I saw this on um, social yesterday. They were lining up for her last game, and it was maybe a couple days old. The line went for miles oh, to get it. into this game. She's a superstar. She's she's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to women's college basketball. But my 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 point is, I follow the Big Ten, and especially football. Uh, but I follow men's and women's basketball to some extent. And if there was a Rutgers-Penn State women's basketball game, I'm not exactly sure that's going to sell out. Okay. So I've got to think that you you buy a ticket to see Caitlin Clark and Iowa play, you have to buy the full package. Mm. There's no other way it's no, a sellout. You could... There's no other way that's a sellout. Either that or the arena is very small. I mean, think, no, think about the, I think I think, think that about, it, the sellout means a sellout. No. It doesn't mean a sellout for only when Caitlin is on the court. Think about the Big Twelve men's basketball tournament when they play at, at T-Mobile every year. I don't think it's ever sold out. Th- there are games 
like where there are empty seats. Yeah, like Iowa State plays KU, that's a sellout. K State plays KU, that's a sellout. Texas plays Oklahoma, sellout. The headlines say the same thing. Big Ten women's basketball tournament sells out for the first time ever. It's the first time ever. And the conference announced it uh, on Friday with more than 109,000 fans expected to attend the five-day tournament from March 6th through the 10th. I'm not saying that the Iowa games won't be sellouts. Listen to this. This is to give you some numbers. The total expected attendance would more than double last year's record-setting attendance at 47,900. So 47,900 last year, 109,000 this year, and it is largely expected that the proximity to Iowa, home to college basketball star Caitlin Clark, helped with this sellout. Good for her, good for them, good for women's sports. Well, I I think she's fantastic. I just think there has to be something in the mix. There has to be a, you buy a ticket to go see Iowa, you have to buy the entire package. From the text line, here he goes, trashing women's sports again. I'm trying to get him to say, let's just be happy for the thing that it is. First of all, I'm I'm not not having this argument again. I'm not doing it. I I just don't have it in me. I'm not trashing women's sports because I just mentioned a minute ago, if the texter would pay attention, (laughs) that the Big 12 men's basketball tournament is never a sellout. Right, but this is women. We just cannot have this conversation without the yeah, but. He's yow butt guy. Because I don't believe it. Great news, great news, great news. And then Scott, like, worms his way into the conversation and goes, yow butt. Just, 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 let's just not have a yow butt. Sticks his head up well, like a gangly Well, how about, how about this idea, Big Ten? Tell the truth. <laughs> you are insufferable. No, I'm not. By the way, I'm going to give you a break for me. I went and signed my documents to go to Mexico today. Okay. So I will be leaving you shortly. I have a lot of really great interviews lined up in your stead. Hmm. Documents? By the way, I'll take a lecture on women's sports from anybody, anybody. Because I coached youth girls soccer for two decades. You have to stop saying that. That's almost like saying, I'm not racist. I have black friends. (laughs) Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 